Hi everyone and welcome. I'm Tracy from SoCal Moms and we're here today with Julie Cole of Mabel's Labels. Welcome Julie. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for joining us. We're obviously a big fan of Mabel's and have been using them for a long time. I literally this morning just got out my labels because my son is going to a new camp and they needed like different things. And so I'm like rushing around my house at 7 a.m. like, oh no, what's not labeled? Are we gonna get all these things back? Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit um, before I keep talking about it, <laughs> about yourself <laughs> and um, how you started Mabel's Labels um, and we'll start there. Sure, for sure. So like you said, I'm Julie Cole. I'm the co-founder of Mabel's Labels. I'm also a parenting blogger and contributor. I do a lot of media and article writing and that sort of stuff. And I'm a mom of six kids. Um, so that keeps me pretty uh, hopping, you know, between the business babies and blogging and all that jazz. So Mabel's Labels actually started 18 years ago. I actually can't believe how long we've been around. It feels crazy. And we started for two reasons. Um, and I would say, because I, I mean, obviously I get a lot of entrepreneurs who are like, you know, what do I need to do to start my business? And I'm like, know your why. So we had two whys. And one was that there was a product missing from the market. We were moms with young kids and we were using masking tape and permanent marker and we were losing things. And we all had the same sippy cups and all that jazz. So we thought, well, there must be something out there that's better than this. And, uh, and there wasn't. So as good entrepreneurial mamas do, we created it. So we did a lot of research. We wanted a really durable product, obviously, because it had to go through the dishwasher or microwave. And we also wanted it to be really cute, right? Like our market was us. We know what we like. So we did a lot of research and testing and then and launched Mabel's Labels. Now, the second reason uh, Mabel's Labels came about was because at the time, my eldest child, who was three, just received an autism diagnosis. And he already had two younger sisters at this point. So I was busy doing the baby thing. And my, um, I always joke that I'm a recovered lawyer. And once my son got his diagnosis, I really felt like I needed to commit to his program and advocacy and his education. And I didn't think the traditional workforce was going to suit me or my family's needs anymore. So at that point, you know, I said to my gals who I started the company with, I'm like, maybe now is the time to do our label thing. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And we never looked back. It's amazing. Um, and amazing that you could be doing this with six kids, right, along the way. Tell us a little bit about sort of the journey of, you know, growing in motherhood, growing the company at the same time, having this alternative, you know, workforce option, but also, I mean, needing to obviously work hard to grow this company at the same time. For sure. And I do, you know, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but I do feel like a lot of people romanticize entrepreneurship and, you know, they think, oh, this is great. You're going to like launch this product or this service and everyone's going to love you and you're going to make lots of money and you're going to find balance and flexibility and and, and, you know, it did suit my lifestyle. It did suit me. But I will tell you that it was a lot of work. And I mean, I was making labels from 8 p.m. till 2 a.m. I was pregnant with my fourth, getting up at 6 a.m., doing it all, doing the kids all day long and then doing the labels at night. And, you know, I, I just think when you go into it, you need to have your eyes wide open because, you know, you you won't 
Um, you won't have like me time. Um, you, you won't make money for a long time. Like you need to really understand and your spouse needs to understand because you know, if they don't get what life is going to look like for a couple of years, then either the business will fail or the marriage will fail because it's great. Like, you know, like this entrepreneurship journey is a beautiful one and I wouldn't do it any other way. And for me, you know, the flexibility worked. And yes, I didn't do a lot of me time. And if me time is important to you, good, take it. But I wouldn't suggest having six kids and starting a business. <laughs> <laughs> right? right. So, well, you I, the, the saying that you can do it all and have everything all the time is just, you know, some things have to give in different ways, right? At all times. That's time. right. That's right. And the thing also with owning a business and being an entrepreneur is that like you need to also get very comfortable with being uncomfortable because even in the business, you know, it'd be like, okay, well, we were doing this much in sales. We know our cycle now. We know camp season's busy. We know back to school is crazy. We know how to plan for it. But then something would happen. You get a great PR hit. You know, you you all of a sudden have employees and now you're like, wow, I need to know something about HR. So, you know, as soon as you think you know what you're doing, something goes and changes and you have to adapt. And like I say, get comfortable, comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I think that's, you know, it's never, it's never really as easy as you think it's going to be as soon as you learn one thing and have it down, which I think is not dissimilar with your kids, right? Something right. changes and you enter a new phase and, you know, whether it's growth or whether it's your child at a new age, I mean, there's always something that's coming up that's going to disrupt things again. And you have to 100%. 100%. And that is, you know, that is true of kids, you know, you're like, okay, I got this baby thing down. And then they're a toddler. And then they're in preschool. I've got like six teenagers now. Try that out for fun. <laughs> like, so you think, you know, you've kind of mastered one, one area, and then it goes and changes. But I will say the flexibility that um, Mabel's labels did provide me was helpful. And it did allow me to do things like, you know, I could go to the pumpkin patch on the school trip and that sort of thing. But flexibility doesn't get your work done for you. So yeah, I could do the afternoon play date, but I was on my laptop till midnight. You know, these things, people think flexibility is so great, but like I say, it doesn't get your work done for you. You still have to get the work done, right. you know? And I, and I think the other thing to your point about kids and just when you think you've got it kind of mastered and then they go and change. Also, as you know, every kid is different. Like I don't have one style of parenting. I just get to blindly put across six kids. They all process things differently. They all have different needs. I have to parent differently to each of them. If I treated them the same, I would be actually treating them with inequality. They have different needs. So it's not so simple to be like, oh, you know, well, you have one. I mean, all the parents out there know this. You know, you can have two kids and be like, how can they both come from me? Like, they're so different. And then you have to adapt as well, right? Yeah, I mean, it's totally different. It's so interesting. I have a I have a big kid who's nine, and then I had a baby recently. Um, so I'm, like, redoing the whole thing, which is just eye-opening. Um, I don't know how people have more than one kid. I, like, had a maid <laughs> having only one kid for a long time. Um, and now just having to in general is a thing but yeah i mean they're totally different kids and i am i'm a different person now too which i think is the case too you know every year every every time our lives are different my commitments are different who i am is different so i think you know that affects how we parent and work and what our priorities are as well over time 
For sure, but I think you make a good point because, you know, you've recently gone to the two kid thing and I have people say to me all the time, I can't even do my two kids. I don't know how you do six. You've done the hard part. One to two is the hardest, honestly. Like it doesn't get like twice as hard every time. I mean, in some, <laughs> in some ways it's like a little bit easier. When we were in COVID and shut down, like all my friends with onlys were like, oh my gosh, I'm this child's entertainment. They, they're not going to see another child for how long. My kids were like playing Dungeons and Dragons and in the pool together and playing Scrabble. I'm like, they'd be like, you want to play mom? I'm like, find a brother. That's why I had him. <laughs> well, that's the thing is it's definitely, you know, it, there's things about having only one that are very hard that over time, yeah. um, that piece is a big piece, the socialization and having the buddies built in. And certainly COVID made that clear. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think everybody's situation, right, is different and it depends on what what can work in their their lifestyle. But tell me a little bit, since you do have six kids and a busy career, what are like tips and tricks for staying organized and you know feeling like you have things in control to some right. extent? Yeah. Yeah, I, I certainly am organized. There's a couple of things that I do. I'm very much, and I learned this from actually having a child with autism who's now 21 and away at college and all that. Like he's he's fine. Um, but I, you know, the kind of learner he was, he responded very well to routines and organization and visuals. And, you know, so I have things around my house, like, and I also don't like being a naggy mom. So I don't want to wake up in the morning and be like, oh my gosh, okay, have you had your cereal? Pack your school lunch. Like, I don't want to be the nagging dragon every morning. So all of my kids just had a ready, set, go board, which was this board that I created with visuals of what their tasks were in the morning and a little magnet to move over when they completed that task. So if they're standing there deer in the headlights, I'd be like, oh, I wouldn't say go put your shoes on or pack your lunch or, you know, do you have your gym clothes? I would say go to your ready, set, go board. So I would just direct them to be independent. And that's the other thing. I think with six kids, you have to train them to be independent because I can't be doing up little zippers and tying shoes forever and ever. And, you know, sometimes I know with one or two, it's just easier to do it for them. It's not easier for me. If it's short-term easy, it's going to be long-term hard. That is the that is parenting basically in a nutshell. So if you can invest in them doing the things for themselves, I always say I don't do for a child what they can do for themselves. You know, I don't, you know, I don't get my kids their breakfast before school. They can pour themselves a bowl of cereal from the time they go to school. Um, they can, they can pack lunches. They can do those things. So um, I do use a lot of visuals. I make sure they're organized. I make sure they're independent. And the other thing too, and this is probably my biggest productivity hack as a parent, I've got lots of them, but as a busy parent who was building a business and had all these kids, I don't, I don't rescue them. So an example, I don't, if they forget their lunch at home and they go to school without a lunch, I don't bring them a lunch. It's not mean, it's a natural consequence. If I forget my lunch, I, I don't have a lunch or I have to, you know, bum an apple from coworker. They can do the same thing. If I spent my life chasing these kids around for things they forgot, I would get nothing done and there would be no Mabel's labels. So I'm just a big fan of natural consequences. So guess what? My kids always forget their lunch, but only once. And none of them are starving. None of them have had scurvy because of that one day they went without their lunches. They're okay. If they forget their gym clothes, I don't drop off their gym clothes. They'll have to sit and watch. If they forget their homework, maybe they stay in recess and do it again. Or maybe they get docked 10% on an assignment because they forgot it at home. 
that's okay. That's a natural consequence. And it helps make them independent. And it makes me more productive. I, I, you know, I always joke about how with the schools beside the secretary, there's um, that that table where parents come and drop off things that the kids have forgotten. And I call that the enable table. And I don't believe there should be those at schools. <laughs> no, it's a good point. I think, you know, you know, obviously, as an entrepreneur, you have to be self-motivated, right? You have to be independent. You have to be able to figure things out on the go and think on your feet. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that hopefully our kids are learning from being around that, you know. I, I totally agree. Like, I mean, the role modeling around entrepreneurship, I think, you know, I think it's super cool. Like, my kids have learned a lot of problem solving. And I say today's problem solvers are tomorrow's leaders. And that's, that's, those are the kind of kids I want, right? Yeah. Um, so I think them being a part of it and, and having been grown up around making the labels and being part of like photo shoots and doing all the things, just being such a part of this is giving them a great sense of pride and, and motivation and, and just keen interest. And, you know, I, I love that they, um, they've been raised in an environment where they've, they've been exposed to entrepreneurship because they've also seen how messy it can be too. Yeah, they see all the sides of it. So are they, do you put them to work in the business? What What's your work ethic? Yeah, so I mean, right now, because I have kids that are older, like my youngest child is 11. No, he just he just turned 12. So it, it is getting easy for me. Um, but yeah, all my kids have worked Mabel's Labels in the summer. Obviously, summer is crazy for us. I mean, we have 40 full-time employees generally, and the summer usually goes to about 70. We're making labels day in, day out. Um, so my kids have worked the production line as their summer jobs, but also they just get hauled into like, if we need to get something done, you know, like I'm like, kids, we got to put chains and baggies all night long. They're putting chains and baggies. That's how it goes. But they also reap a lot of the benefits as well. So, you know, it's, it's all give and take. Yeah, for sure. How many labels have you applied over the years? And do you have like a pro tip for like the way you need to apply your labels or like where you should apply the label? Okay, so uh, the number of labels I have applied over the years. Uh, so I think for anyone who has not tried Mabel's labels yet, I think we have a wonderful pack called the Starter Pack, and it gives you a little taste of everything. So we have, you know, our regular sticky labels. Those are the microwave dishwasher safe labels that are great for your water bottles, your lunch containers, any of your Tupperware, that kind of jazz. Um, we also have clothing labels that are peeled and stick and they go on the tag. So you don't have to iron, you don't have to sew. And then our shoe labels are awesome because, you know, shoes are very stinky, sweaty places, but our labels can withstand it. And I have, I have tested this. Like I have my oldest kid, his soccer cleats had his name label in and I, they went through all six children and I didn't change it. I just wanted to see if soccer, that label could survive six kids going through soccer seasons. No problemo. So, and there's a couple of bag tags in that pack as well. So start with the starter pack, but also we have it, we make it easy for parents. If you go to MabelsLabels.com, we have a daycare pack. We have an overnight sleepover uh, camp pack, a day camp pack, a you know, preschooler pack. And the, those actually are super cute because they have um, shoe labels that help them with their left and right. Like they have one oh, cool. side of a butterfly, the other side of a butterfly. And when they put their shoes together, it's a full butterfly. So it helps them with that right, left stuff. So there's a lot of really cool stuff. And actually right now, something that's super popular is our clothing stamp. So you can actually, we put the child's name in the stamp. It goes right on the clothing and the parents are loving it. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and you have all, I just want to say, do you have all kinds of like cute designs and you can get your oh, yeah. kids involved, right? So they, they like it and they recognize it. And, um, oh, absolutely personalized with super cute icons. So if your kids, kiddos into trucks, if your kiddos into whatever, we'll have uh, something that will suit them. And to your point for the pre-readers, who might not be able to read their name yet, they'll recognize their icon. I remember my daughter Posey would just, anything that had a cow on it was hers. And I think it's particularly important right now because I mean, originally Mabel's Labels was about not losing stuff and your stuff not ending up in the lost and found. But now we really want to avoid germy mix-ups too. So you want to make sure all your kids stuff is labeled. Yeah, definitely. You're not yeah. you're not one of other people drinking out of your kid's water bottle. <laughs> I know. It's so true. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Julie, for your time today. I appreciate it. Um, and I want to remind everyone it's Mabel's Labels, where you can go and learn more. And Julie, tell everyone where they can follow you too, because you have so many great tips, you know, separate just from obviously labeling everything um, <laughs> for raising kids. Sure. So obviously I'm on all the usual suspects, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz, but you can find, you know, some of my reels, some of my media stuff, my writing at mableslabels.com slash Julie Cole. And that will take you directly to my stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much, Julie. It was great to talk to you today. We appreciate all your tips. Um, and we will all be busy labeling away. I think summer through fall is like, High season for the labeling, right? <laughs> Definitely. Thanks so much for having me, Tracy. Thank you. Talk with you soon, Julie.